Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and we watched Evil Dead Rise. This is the fifth film in the Evil Dead franchise it's also there's also a tv show in there probably not going to be talking about that too much no one else does but uh this one is i think we can both conclude pretty good i'm very excited for this episode of the chris farley show where we go scene by scene and talk about how cool it was (laughs) i enjoy these episodes (laughs) remember that yes we will okay so before we get into it parker do we have any news I mean, we had some news, but I'm all in on BAM Watch. I am ready to... You know what? If this, if I don't get a call back from this job in the next couple days, we're packing an overnight bag, and we are heading to the woods of Pennsylvania. <laughs> we're finding ourselves encrypted. <laughs> BAM's going to look like one of the things from the end of Evil Dead Rise by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's crawling into Phil's body. Into Phil's bodice. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Bam, I got work in the morning. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, we hate to see it, but also look, we all miss Ryan Dunn, but you can't yeah. use that excuse forever, my man. Exactly. Yeah, at some point you gotta sober up. But before we sober said by everyone. Steve O got it together. There's no yeah. excuse. Let's fucking go. Exactly. Alright, uh, Let's talk about our Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. My Jerk of the Week is Parker. You said that everyone at the Skin Cancer Surgery Center was just patronizing me when they said, Oh, Chris, you're so funny. You're such a special little boy. Well, I went back to get the sutures out. Nice little fucking scar here. And they were super nice to me. Uh, in fact, the surgeon even asked how the podcast was going. And I was like, oh, it's great. Please don't listen. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was funny because, like... I had to sit in the waiting room for 50 minutes. I got there like 10 minutes early. I still had to wait. And they finally bring me back in there. I have to wait 15 more minutes. And the surgeon comes in, looks at my scar, says, Ah, it's healed pretty nicely. And he, you can go ahead and take out the surgeon now. He just leaves. So surgeons work about as hard as road crews. <laughs> I mean, look, man. I mean, in terms of everyone in that waiting room, you had the surgery. You yeah. got to wait. I'm sorry. But also, you should put uh, Cancer Survivor into the opening. I really be a dickhead about I it. I should. Everyone, if you're listening to this, buy your hashtag Chris Strong bracelets at the terrible shop. <laughs> Please. <laughs> your host, Cancer Survivor. Yeah. Every day is a blessing. <laughs> $25 per bracelet. Also, there are no bracelets. <laughs> Isn't it sick that like you just like watched you faced your own mortality and you're like, man, this could have gone so much worse. I got real lucky. Oh, the new screams on Paramount, huh? So to make time for that, you know, every day's a blessing. You know, it's like I got one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. I don't want to waste any of these days. Like, what would have happened if this had happened a year ago? Would the list have been like 
this is my legacy. I have to finish it. Would you been like, if I have to watch one more goddamn movie about a British guy in a castle, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull the plug. Uh, well, we'll get to my legacy and my mortality when we get to our recently oh, watch. No. But before we do, who is your uh, jerk of the week? Uh, Alex for not being here because yeah. he learned this week that there was a Transformer named Optimus Primal. And he's not here to share that with us, and I'm very upset about it. That really rocked his world for a minute, and I just want more insight. I want to see him go down that rabbit hole. You know, yeah, he's got to go onto the Transformers wiki. He's got to hear about the cheesecake robot. I, I still haven't gone back. I don't know who was <laughs> fucking with us that night. I felt gaslit by the Transformers. Wiki. I think I saw Optimus Primal on there. I was like, well, that's clearly a misspelling. <laughs> uh, very funny, guys. What do you mean he's a big gorilla? <laughs> Fuck you, Optimus Primal. Yeah, that's and like the that movie's coming film. out in a month, and it's like there's one trailer, and apparently it's a disaster. It's like, well, I guess I'll pencil that episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. He also learned that the Pope's Exorcist is doing better than Renfield. Oh, so fuck yeah. I hope we get a, a re-release for the Pope's Exorcist at the Alamo. That seems like something to see on the big screen. Look, we're not usually right, but uh, we've been hitting them out of the park this year. Let me tell you, we've been calling our yeah. shots. Yeah, we really fuck that movie. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's get into what we watched recently. I watched like two episodes of a TV show, but they're worth talking about because uh, it's for the new season of Beavis and Butthead. I, guys, this is so much better than the original series run of Beavis and Butthead. Mike Judge has really revamped the show. It's so much better. It's so much funnier. It's so much better looking. I So one of the things people like about Beavis and Butthead is they used to do uh, music videos, and they still do, but, uh, <laughs> but this time they also do like just viral videos or... Not even videos that are, like, viral, but just, like, stuff people put on the internet, so to speak. Uh, one of my favorite ones is they watch a video of a guy with a metal detector. The guy has a metal detector. He's pointing down at the metal detector, looking for some metal there. And Beavis yells, what's that? <laughs> it's just... Mike Judge is just good at those, like, lines that, uh, that come out of nowhere. Like, what am I going to do with 40 subscriptions to Vibe? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, that whole scene is really funny. <laughs> Timeless. <laughs> Watch it. In a movie my that's been too. quoted for like almost thirty years, <laughs> those two lines have really stuck with yeah. me. <laughs> Good fucking movie. Uh, what else did he do? Uh, two of the music videos on there were hysterical. I I don't know how he does this, but it's it's funny, you know, all the time to me. Uh, so yeah, definitely check out the the new Beavis and Butthead. They they call it Mike Judge's Beavis and Butthead, which I guess shows he did a lot of work on it. So I don't know. I mean, this, this I, is so good. I'm looking forward to King of the Hills revival. I hope they keep doing internet videos. I want them to get into like late 2000s YouTube sketch videos. I that see would Beavis be Beavis and Butthead watch a bunch of Derek comedy in the unforgivable video. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sick. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So if anyone hasn't checked it out, definitely check it out. What else did I watch? Oh. This is what I mentioned to you guys that I hadn't seen it. You were both like, wait, you haven't seen this? Like, what's, how did that happen? Uh, well, I finally did check out Whiplash. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Whiplash is a good movie. I don't think it's... It's one of those you know weird movies where it's impossible to look at and say, yeah, it's bad. Just like everyone who watches it loves it, but everyone seems to love it for a different reason. Everyone seems to come away with a different opinion about this, but usually fairly nuanced uh most people do not come away with this uh saying yeah jk simmons character was in the right (laughs) 
because <laughs> but most of them say i can understand the perspective of pushing someone hard in order to achieve a goal or unlock greatness deep within and i under i understand that perspective because i've been on a lot of sports teams where the coaches would push you hard and in fact i think i've said this before i respond well to that i i respond well to a coach who has high expectations because that raises your own expectations right but if someone ever threw a chair at me, they'd be picking up their teeth by the end of the night. It's about that simple. And that occurs basically in the first act. Right? That should have been the sign right there. And Oh, I'm shooting a double leg immediately on this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that close to me. And the stuff that he says is beyond like, oh, you're not good. He's insulting his mother, which clearly he has an emotional attachment to. I like that they put this in the movie, and moreover, I like that Miles Teller does not respond with a double leg, because it shows that Miles Teller is a different character than an ordinary person. If this is a movie about an ordinary person, it wouldn't quite be as interesting. Now we see someone who is uh, driven to a particular goal, so much so that he wants to sacrifice things that would ordinarily be happy to him. A lot of people don't talk about the relationship in this movie. I, I love that he uh, broke up with her in that really obnoxious way that he did because I want to be one of the very best, the best there ever was. And, you know, that's pretty stupid, actually, I, for him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that J.K. Simmons came out after the movie. It's like, yeah, I would have rather been with a pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, um, how did you like that uncomfortable family dinner scene? I know you're a big fan of oh, those. Oh, boy, big fan of those. <laughs> I've only seen this movie once. I really liked it, but I really want to revisit it because anytime I think about it, it cracks me up because I watched it not long after a really bad breakup, my friend just kept telling me, like, I don't think you're taking the right lessons from this, man. You should chill out. <laughs> I was in a, a real bad spot. He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. He's like, no, fuck no. You need to chill. <laughs> you're not supposed to cheer for either of these people. Oh, like, no, no, you're not. But, yeah. but you understand. She's holding him back. He's like, hey, you should like go for a walk. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right, I shouldn't just stare at these same four walls stewing in my anger. You're right, friend, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that. Anyway, yeah. uh, by the way, I, I don't like the character. It's, how do I put this? I, I like watching these characters. I love seeing what they're going to do next, but I wouldn't like them in person. It's kind of like the Goodfellas thing, you know? Like, these are not good people, you know? But you want to see every single thing that they do, especially J.K. Simmons' character. Every single, t- every single time he's on screen, you are focused on him. You have to know what he's going to say or do next. Because, yeah, he's an asshole, but he's got some real zingers in there. He's He's got some really good, uh, I wouldn't call them quips, just, you know, throw down insults. I will say that some of it doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, for example, the scene where he calls out the guy whose trombone is out of tune is then undercut when he says, uh, by the way, his trombone wasn't out of tune, but he didn't know and that's as bad, but your trombone was out of tune. It's like, so that guy gets to stay? You're okay with that guy's trombone being out of tune? That don't make no sense to me. Uh, I like the music. I'm a big fan of jazz, uh, or as George Lucas calls it, jizz. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm very impressed by Miles Teller, who did uh, basically all the drumming in the movie. I, I, that's really difficult to do. Uh, I will say, yeah, the ending drum solo does go on for a bit, but... I also respect the decision not to cut any of it because, you know, we both worked really hard on this. You know, cutting it would have been kind of insulting. Uh, I I liked it, and 
you look at that final moment in which he's given, uh, he's told to play a piece of music he has never seen uh, the sheet music for, never heard of before. Uh, so he's he's just kind of incompetently playing. There's so many different ways people could react to it, but he reacts in a particular way that he does that, in a way that informs his character. And I like that a lot. Uh, so yeah, Whiplash, great movie. But the main takeaway here is as soon as it was done, I wanted to get away from this movie. I wanted to get away from the atmosphere of this movie. It felt tense in a way that I didn't feel comfortable around, you know? Like, it's annoying when people are super reductionist about movies because you can do that with anything. But it is very funny to watch that and just be like, wow, all that to play fucking jazz? <laughs> that is good, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, well, wow, I could play the... It's about what's between the notes. Go fuck yourself. Just play the right <laughs> notes. It's not that hard. It's funny. My my, uh, my friend Michelle, the one who plays bass, she, uh, she, I think she feels the same way about jazz. I think she does say, just play the right notes. <laughs> just, just play the song, you fucking dick. <laughs> I don't remember who was it who said this. I think it was Miles Davis said there in jazz there are no wrong notes. There are only the next notes. That leads to trouble. Okay, <laughs> that, that leads to some dark places. <laughs> Absolutely, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Well, anyway, I do like Whiplash. I, I Damien Chazelle, I believe, was a director, right? And he was yeah. uh, a drummer as well. And he was intimidated by his band leader. And uh, since then, he's gone on to make Whiplash. He's gone on to make uh, La La Land and Babylon. I know, oh, sitting one day. on your desktop when you have one three day. hours. <laughs> it's it's a commitment that I, like, we'll know by this time next week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what my time's going to be looking like. All right. A lot to get through. Right, yeah. Okay, this next one is one I've been looking forward to for a long time, and I have some very complex feelings about it. It's the Tetris movie that's on Apple TV, uh, st- starring uh, Teron Egerton. British people have got to, you know, stop fucking around with names. Yeah. It's getting kind I get of him annoying. confused with, like, four other people who look yeah. just like him. Lilibet, Mountbatten. I don't understand that. All right, man. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of this. I'm catching it from all angles. If I get tagged one more fucking time to see a picture of these fucking <laughs> All right, well... Tetris is the story of the... not Not the development of Tetris. Not how it came about, but rather... The Selling of Tetris, which is a very fraught, complicated story. Tetris, for those who don't know, is a video game. No, I'm Tetris uh, was developed by Alexei Pashitnov in the USSR, and uh, through a complicated web of licensing and registrations and all this other stuff, it somehow came over to Japan and the United States and the UK. But it took a long time because uh, the Iron Curtain made things kind of difficult over there. Uh, the way that it was done was a man named Hank Rogers. Hank spelled H-E-N-K. Right off the bat, you got to raise an eyebrow. Oh, he is basically responsible for getting the correct publishing rights and deals and stuff to the United States and Japan. Uh, he was working with Nintendo at this time. Minoru Arakawa and Howard Lincoln were helping him out. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens here. Uh, the complexity of my feelings comes with the fact that I really enjoyed this movie. I had a very good time. It's very exciting. There is a car chase in the Tetris movie. Don't know where that came from. Uh, the music's good. It is it is done in an exciting way. It really captures the viewer's uh, attention and imagination. And yet, I cannot in good conscience recommend this movie because about 70% of what happens in this movie is not accurate to what actually happened it is made up it is nonsense to the extent like it it goes beyond characters being uh uh, exaggerated 
two children's lives are put at risk here to tell lies. And that it, something about that strikes me really false. And it, I kind of feel bad for Hank Rogers and Alexei Pajitnov to look at this movie and say, oh, yeah, that's totally what happened. If you guys want to know what actually happened, go on to YouTube, look up The Gaming Historian, and watch his hour-long video on the story of Tetris. That might sound like something like, yeah, I'll get around to that, jack-off motion. That, that video gets the highest recommendation I can give to any video on YouTube. That's one of the coolest things I have ever seen. It is so interesting to watch. I love Tetris, to be sure. But I, I think it is more important to watch what actually happened rather than some artist's depiction of what happened here. It's a shame because you see this with a lot of movies. I understand that Hollywood has to change things in order to make things more exciting, how to make things uh, more palatable, how to change a story so it is a story rather than just an itemized list of things that happened. But this just ain't it, folks. That being said, my complaints are different from everyone else. A lot of people are just like, oh, well, it's just capitalist propaganda. I'm like, yes, that's what I like about it. I like showing that the Soviet Union was a desolate, awful place to live. I Because it was. It sucked. And uh, that is accurate. That being said, it is so over the top with some of its depictions, like KGB agents going after you. Like, that's not really what happened. It's, it's really kind of silly. So avoid the Tetris movie. Just watch The Gaming Historian on YouTube. Again, there's not really a good way for me to sell that and sound cool, you know? <laughs> I mean, I had interest at first, but find us like, oh, it's a dramatic retelling of the history of Tetris. Like, I'd rather watch a documentary about pro tetris players honestly i'm looking yeah fuck about this yeah here's what could have happened like suck my dick i don't care yeah give me a bunch of fucking weirdos with like insane mustaches who have been grinding away at tetris for decades i, I think it was like getting mad on other people's behalf watching this i was like that sucks all right so uh only two more here uh let's let's get to one that's all about verisimilitude stuff that actually did happen i rewatched miracle the uh, 2004 Disney movie about the 1980 U.S. men's hockey team, uh, the so-called Miracle on Ice. This is one of the worst trailers that ever came out. I, I fucking hate the trailer because as soon as it begins, you hear, like, the Disney magic music. And you hear the, the narrator, you know, and it's like, he was a coach who believed in a dream. And uh, that really does not go with that coach. Herb Brooks was... Not abusive, but he pushes guys really fucking hard. And that is, none of those players remember is, he was the coach who believed in a dream. And they're kind of marketing it the same way that uh, they marketed um, another sports movie that they made, Remember the Titans. I think Miracle is a lot better than Remember the Titans because Miracle is far more accurate to the real event. Remember the Titans, if you actually go through and look what really happened... None of that shit's accurate, you know? And none of it happened that way. They just they just changed it to make it more dramatic. Miracle is dramatic because the real-life event was dramatic. The other thing is the director, uh, whose name escapes me. I, I don't remember, but whoever it was, he is able to do these... This, this, this movie that... Uh, the whole idea is cliche. Everyone knows sports movies. It's always like the underdog story. Well, this was an underdog story. This actually happened. And he films it in a way that's so exciting. And the the actors who are real hockey players... One of them actually plays uh, his own father in the movie. They're really good. They're really talented. They're they're great on they're great on the camera. They're great on the ice. Uh, I love this. I, I love the, uh, the dialogue. Even the dialogue that's Cordy. Even the stuff... That, they actually say the line... You can't split us up. We're a family. And when, the, when we get to that part of the movie, I'm almost shedding a tear because I'm like, that's right. They are a family. Don't split them up. 
I, I love this shit. He, there was like only a couple things that didn't actually happen. One of them is the infamous Herbie scene. I, I Again, I want to contrast this with Whiplash. That's not an abusive coach, okay? An abusive person would be uh, the guy from Whiplash or a guy I almost wrestled for, but he was fired from my school the year before I got there. So, good news on that one. Um, for a variety of reasons. But uh, but Miracle... <laughs> Lots of reasons. <laughs> Didn't want to see my ass. So, Miracle is uh, much better. It's also got a pretty good soundtrack. Not quite as good as Remember the Titans, but still pretty good. And I... Again, when I'm talking about Verisimilitude, there's stuff in there that I remember from when I was on sports teams. I remember when I was in the locker room. The same stuff. It's the little stuff. Stuff like staring at the mirror before the game trying to you know find out who you are in that mirror the other thing it's it's a little moment but it's accurate it happened i was like thank god they include this because it connects with me is they're walking out to all the supplies to go play the soviets and they're stopped it was like okay you can't we you can't go into the rink yet okay three two one all right you're clear go in i've been in so many situations like that way you're not allowed on the mat you're not allowed on the mat okay go you know this is your time and you have to maintain your focus. You have to maintain your concentration and consistency the whole way through. The other stuff is, some of the stuff is just done uh, visually, which is the way it ought to be. You got Boris Mikhailov, who's like 33 years old, one of the most experienced, greatest centers who ever played, against Mark Johnson, the MVP of the uh, men's team, who looks like the most baby-faced guy I've ever seen in your life. Whereas Boris Mikhailov is, looks like he's like carved out of granite, you know? And you have to put them together. The other thing that I saw, I watched the, um, I got this on Blu-ray for like eight bucks, which is a good deal. I watched the making of, the making of is fantastic. Uh, they show that you cannot fake hockey. So the hits you see in the movie, those are real hits and they are pretty brutal. And it's just the way I like it. Uh, I love Al Michaels in this. Uh, there's almost nothing I dislike. I guess maybe the stuff with Herb Brooks and his wife, I know why it's in the movie. <laughs> I, that doesn't mean that I necessarily need it, but it does show that he was going through a lot of uh, pressure at home uh, during this whole thing. Anyway, uh, yeah, highly recommend Miracle, one of the greatest movies ever made. The other one that I watched is also one of the best movies I've ever seen. I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, I told you I watched the Japanese movie Ikiru, which is uh, the favorite movie that Akira Kurosawa ever made. And it's the story of a Japanese businessman who uh, is given a few months to live because he has stomach cancer. And he uses that time uh, trying to find out uh, the meaning of life and the meaning of his own life and trying to find a purpose and a way in the world. I had my own brush with mortality recently. I do that on dates now. and uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, I was having a great time. It's just hard to you know not think about how every day is fleeting. We really have to seize them. Do you want to go back to my place and like, just make this a night to remember? Because like, uh... might, there might not be a tomorrow. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. You want to go back to you my place come and watch my bloody Valentine with Look you? at the four walls until the sun comes <laughs> up and realize that uh, you haven't really been living. Anyway, it uh, turns out uh, the UK... <laughs> this is a wake-up call to watch Miracle and cry in the <laughs> I I have to see it once Come before on. I go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much time I have left on this world. So you're telling me Russell Crowe's an exorcist? Hang on, I'm definitely going to be watching that. Saint Peter, you got to give me one more day. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta see. Give this. me give me thirty more good deeds so I can watch the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, anyway, with Akira, I watched an adaptation. This is one I've been wanting to see for a long time, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Apparently, it was released at... What's the one? The what's the film festival that comes out in January? Is it Sundance or something? It's one of the early film festivals when it was released. It came out last year. We got to start talking about how 2022 was one of the best years for movies ever. The name of this movie is Living, and it stars Bill. Um, no, no, some, uh, Nye. I'm gonna say Bill Nye because one of my favorite reviews was Bill Nye the Dying Guy. So, <laughs> it's it is one of the most masterful remakes I've ever seen. I think this is better than the Akira Kurosawa classic. This takes the uh, the Japanese story, which is very Japanese. There, there are certain moments in there, and Japanese people will back this up and say, this is uh, one of these scenes. This is very Japanese. This is absolutely what happens at these funerals. And they make it very, like, 1950s uh, Great Britain. Everyone's wearing bowlers, you know? Everyone's... Uh, Talking uh, like real Londoners, Londonites, I don't know which one's there. Uh, and it works so well. And it is, you don't have to get past, like, it's its not about the, the closed captions. I, I have no problem with closed captions. But you don't have to understand certain aspects of Japanese culture in order to understand this one. It makes it a little bit more palatable. It cuts down the runtime significantly. Akira is, I believe, two and a half hours. Living is... 90 to 100 minutes, much more digestible, uh, which is more than we can say for our lead character here with a stomach cancer and everything. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, you're allowed to say that. I'm not. I'm right. It's, it's, I have that privilege. Chris Strong. So uh, <laughs> Bill Nye uh, sings in this, and he sings a beautiful Scottish ballad that uh, was so good that I downloaded the the uh, the end credits version off iTunes for a buck twenty nine. It was seriously, and I keep listening to it. It's called The Rowan Tree. Highly, highly recommend. Uh, this is a, a great movie, and it's about finding a purpose in the world. And uh, I, I truly love this movie. So if you're ever feeling like, you know, you don't know if tomorrow's really promised to you, and you're wondering whether you should go out and spend money to watch Renfield, well, this will be the movie that tells you which path to take. Parker, what did you watch? Tell me about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers thing you watched. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, there's not a ton to say. It is what you think it'd be. It was very nice seeing the people I grew up with come back to the franchise that, you know, extorted them for money. And, I mean, anyone that's a fan knows uh, why Billy stopped being a ranger. Because spoilers, it's because of lots and lots and lots of homophobia. So it's nice to see them come back to the franchise after all these years and have a you know, cute little reunion special, but... I mean, there's nothing to it. It's going to hit all the beats you want. It is it is absolutely fine. But, yeah, I've just been watching a lot of Succession, honestly. So, by the time Alex returns from his voyage, wherever he is, uh, I'm pretty sure I'll be fully caught up. And him and I can have words about it, because I got sucked in real hard. I did not expect to be this invested in this fucking weekly drama. But, my God, I'm all in. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you spend your time... Uh, uh... You know, all this time that God has promised you watching Power Rangers in a TV show. That's right. Y'all ever you know, think about death? <laughs> I heard Succession's really good. <laughs> Succession is, is apparently. Really I, I do. It's what is Succession? Succession's about Fox News, right? I mean, is it not that far off? Honestly, is it, I, I keep hearing that Succession is about Fox News. It's mostly about the family dynamics that come to play, and like it starts off a little. Like, the first episode, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of into this. 
But it's as it uh, goes on, just the interplay between everyone. Every performance is great. It's it reminds me a lot of Veep, which is a show I deeply loved, where it has the little problem where it's like no human being talks like this, but it's funny, so you don't care. I'm I'm fully in. Skip. There's nothing I love more than uh dumb rich people getting uh trapped in a Senate hearing committee and having to answer questions. Oh, We're that, very passionate about that. On that this does sound good. Oh, I might have to be in. Also, Brian Cox. Like I could just listen to him talk forever. I, I love could listen him. to him call me every slur in the book. <laughs> that man, when he hits you, it's like, oh Jesus! I'm not related to these people, but I should get my life together. Maybe we'll get a new job. Thanks, Dad. Get him. So yeah, the Power Rangers special. It's, it's fine. If you grew up watching the original, you'll watch it and be like, oh, that was cute. If you're not a hundred years old like us, you'd be like. Who are these two old people? <laughs> why is why are these forty year old men pretending like there's no other Rangers? It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's cute. There's enough callbacks, but it's not like obnoxious where it's the whole thing. Because we're, we're bulk and skull. Look out for. <laughs> uh, there was a little cameo, but good. All right, the, the so Simon the and Garfunkel with, bullying. See, the problem with it is uh, they film all this shit in New Zealand now. Oh, so yeah. it's like, oh, they asked the original Pink Ranger. And she's like, no, I'm a director now. I'm not flying to New Zealand for the pennies <laughs> you're offering. And then they asked the original Red Ranger, and he's a little busy. What with his uh, COVID PPE fraud, not letting him leave the country. Oh! So it's like, no, we, we got the other Red and Pink Rangers. Like, bitch, no one's favorite Rangers were Rocky and Cat. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, get out of my face. You can say I anything. Tommy I because... Uh, you know, yeah. Tommy's not yeah. Gonna, Tommy's not gonna be coming around anymore. Yeah, yeah. You really hate to see it. Went to the old. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you're ancient like us and you grew up with them, it's very nice to see the actors who play Billy and Zach back. Because I didn't realize that because Zach was one of the three that walked out in like the OG Mighty Morphin because of the contract dispute, and then never ever ever did a cameo again. Like it's it's good to see them back. I grew up with these people, but well, that's mildly interesting. There's nothing there's there's nothing to it. It's paper thin. If you weren't a fucking weirdo like me who had all the toys as a kid, you're not going to get anything out of this. And uh, if you have questions about timelines or how it fits in the other series, shut up. <laughs> Which is also my thoughts for Evil Dead Rise. Well, how does this fit into the shut up? Oh, that doesn't doesn't have to. So let's get into Evil Dead Rise. First Absolutely. of all, let's let's talk about the Evil Dead series. And you know, no one's ever really talked about the Evil Dead before. So cast your mind back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm something of an expert. I, th- you know, I thought I was. I thought I was a huge fan of the Evil Dead. I turns out I don't want to be associated with people who consider themselves huge fans of the Evil yeah. Dead. Uh, you could put a gun to my head. I ain't watching that documentary. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh yeah, the, that fucking Is one this about, about the, fans. the making of the movies. No, it's about guys with toys. Like, I'd <laughs> rather eat a bullet. Oh yeah, like I I love the Evil Dead. I really like the these movies. They're so well done. Like 1981, the the Evil Dead, the first one is so impressive to me because it's so low budget and that adds to the experience. Usually for like a low budget horror movie, which I am something of an expert on at this point. Usually <clears throat> that is a detraction, you know, that, that usually takes away. But this is so wild and so creepy, especially for the year that it came out, that you look at it and you're just nothing but impressed. And it is pretty brutal, but it it's just so original that uh, you cannot help but respect it. Then the second one comes out, Evil Dead 2, which is one of the best movies ever made. It's so uh, brutal. It's so funny. It does both of those very well. Uh, it's given us some of the best lines in the whole series. And then it leads up to Army of Darkness, one of my personal favorite movies. 
And uh, no need to get into the TV show, which I like. I actually do like the TV show, but I didn't like it enough to finish it. Uh, Same. I'll get there yeah. eventually. I finally watched the 2013 one, and I came away so surprised by how much I liked it. I really loved how heartwarming it was. I could see the effort. It felt like it was a worthy successor to the franchise. There are these little moments that connects it to everything else. It was really good. And I gotta say, when I saw the trailer for Evil Dead Rides, I was a little, you know, skeptical because I thought it was going to follow in that formula of being the first one's a horror movie, the second one's horror comedy, the third one's an adventure comedy. There... There is a little bit of comedy in here. Some people are complaining that there isn't enough comedy. And this is one of the rare ones where I feel like I have to defend a movie. Because there are a lot of people who are issuing some some complaints about it. Some of them I understand. Some of them I think are kind of asinine. I, I came away from Evil Dead Rise just, you know, on the whole, mostly impressed. I thought that there were some very good performances. I liked the special effects. I thought the story was creative. I... I thought it was a uh, clever, original, creative, and unique, and uh, you don't get a lot of movies like that. Look, let's just start this off now. Bruce Campbell is old. Yeah. Let him rest. <laughs> we all like the Evil Dead movies. The amount of people is like, okay, so how can we tie all the different ones in together? Let him sleep. Let him do voiceovers and con appearances forever. Let the man not have to get thrown around and dumped in fake blood. He's earned it. It's fine. Exactly. We we all love Evil Dead too. It's okay to be different. See, here's my thing. Uh, I wonder if these people who ask, oh, how do the timelines all mesh together? Do you guys actually watch the Evil Dead? Do you pay attention here? Because if you do, then you know that every single Evil Dead movie has reconned the previous one. That's kind of fun. The, the fact that it said, no, 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 it didn't end like this, it ended like this. Trust me. And it changes these little things, so you just have to trust the movie. Some people say Evil Dead 2 is a remake of the first one, or it's like it's actually supposed to connect at this point. You know who doesn't care about that? Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, Rob Tapper. They don't give a shit. They're just trying to make the best movie that they possibly can. It's not important to connect these things. Do we really want to see a... a a desolate future wasteland that was in the original ending of Army of Darkness where there's no deadites to fight? No, thank you. No, no I'm full. Uh, I'm fully on board with the prey model. Be like, I don't know, what's a random point in history? Let's go back to the Old West. Okay, someone finds a book. Here's 90 minutes and like 15 million. Yeah. Let's do that. I don't need this to be connected. Every movie can be a different group of people. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Now, as to the supposed lack of humor, which I will defend, there are some funny moments in here. You know, things can change, because I kept thinking about, and I mentioned this last week, and it really sticks with me, the Adam West Batman. People say, oh, you know, there, there's no more slapstick in these movies. It really does strike me as, and why doesn't Batman dance anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking that the entire time. They're just like, oh, he's not, you know, doing silly shit in this movie. You know, it's like, no, I guess they're trying to make a scary one this time around, you know? <laughs> It turns out uh, people like scary movies. Man, this is a fucking crowd-pleasing, gross oh, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Because it's so hard to tiptoe that line of like having a bunch of gross-ass shit but not being like, hey, mom and dad, do you want to go see Martyrs this weekend? <laughs> like, there's a couple gnarly things, but like out of context, like they're not insane. Like Nothing in this movie is the grossest thing I've ever seen, but I'll think about that fucking cheese grater for the rest of my life. Oh, that upset yeah. me greatly. That's nowhere near as gnarly as, like, 
a hundred of the movies you watch on that list. This isn't anywhere near as violent as any of them. Yeah. But uh, I was kicking my feet and smiling when I saw it back-to-back days. <laughs> so uh, I guess you liked it for some reason. You know, oh, I mean, just walking out of that theater and a friend texted me, like, sorry, I fell asleep. Did you still want to see it? It's like, yes. as a matter of fact, <laughs> see you tomorrow, buddy. I mean, it's, this bitch is 90 minutes. You're in and out. Yeah. By the it's way, perfect. the theater experience is definitely worth it because there are a couple ooh moments for the oh, uh, crowd, which I really like. For for my theater, it was the scissor scene. The scissor scene for you people when you get to it. That got a number of people. For me particularly, the one that uh, made my skin crawl was uh, swallowing the glass. That was you didn't uh, care for that. Yeah, did not that, was, that. that was a bit much for me. I'm telling you whatever right now. The first night I saw it, I had to see it at a shitty theater because uh, this warmed my heart. It was Friday night. And the first two theater choices I had, like even the 10 o'clock showings, I was like, I can't find two seats next to each other that aren't in the front row. Which made me very happy, because God bless. So I went to the shitty one. Uh, it's one of the ones where I'm looking around like, I can count on one hand how many of these people are over 18. How the fuck did they get in here? <laughs> no one cares. Floors are sticky. The sound quality's dog shit. But uh, let me tell you... the chatting throughout the previews who cares it's previews oh no you're gonna ruin the insidious five trailer for me. Don't care. <laughs> muttering a bit throughout the opening uh soon as that scalp gets ripped off let me tell you uh, suddenly everyone there. shaped up real fucking quick <laughs> people were locked in from that point on thank goodness because there's a that got a <clears throat> goddamn out of most of that crowd. <laughs> I sure didn't expect that. <laughs> I, I like it. That does sound like a Texas crowd, by the way. Oh, <laughs> Getting a goddamn. Goddamn! <laughs> Put that scout back on there! <laughs> I love this movie was made for me. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it every day for the rest of my life. It's so good. Now, here's the thing about the humor. There are a couple scenes that I thought were like kind of funny. I... I like the, uh, what's a respectful term to use for that daughter? The one with the short hair? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the wrong feller. Yeah. <laughs> the left-leaning one. No, more than the others. She, uh, at one point she's making a poster for her Earth Day protest uh, that goes, uh, make the Earth cool again. That is so on the nose that it made me laugh. That was, that was just <laughs> kind of funny to me. Uh, I don't, maybe there are moments I'm not supposed to laugh, but like I'm laughing anyway. I must be having something of a good time. Uh, the POV shots from the um, what is that? A little peephole in the door, which really remind me of Silent Hill Four. I have to put an emphasis on here in a good way because that doesn't happen usually with Silent Hill Four. Of uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 demon lady walking out of frame and then her body just being thrown into frame. <laughs> that was pretty funny to me. <clears throat> Also, I don't know how people didn't understand that constantly calling her sister a groupie is funny. <laughs> it's like of all the things to call her, a groupie. <laughs> She's I even mean, saying that up to her want, death. You want to talk <clears throat> about like there not being any jokes. That fucking neighbor knocking on the door, inviting them <laughs> over, and looking through the people as he tries to get the nerve to knock again, and just turns around and like, damn it, and just walks off <laughs> sulking. <laughs> that is... Been there. I felt that in my bones as he's just... Trying to invite this girl to go watch Freddy movies while he's eating a bag of hot Cheetos. I'm like, all right, very funny, guys. Oh, by the way, the director in the little uh, pre-show for the Alamo, the director reveals that the only thing he likes more than Evil Dead movies are Freddy movies. So if you guys want to see something shitty, just give it a few more years. This guy's probably going to make one. Um, (laughs) You know what? 
Someone's going to do it eventually. Oh, right. Yeah. Watch this version. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I uh, The other thing that it, it's funny and scary and awesome is the final monster. I'm tiptoeing around it because uh, if you guys haven't seen this movie yet, you, this is the one part you don't want spoiled. Okay, so I'm putting a little warning right here. If you haven't seen it yet, go out and watch it. It's worth your time, especially just for this one scene. And we'll get to it now. Parker, your letterbox review really, really set the stage here because they're in that elevator and the blood oh, starts God. coming in and it flips to that page of the book. And you you see that it really was like a little breadcrumb that they had dropped earlier. And uh, I'm glad that they brought that back. I thought that was I... really original and creative. I was about to go feral. <laughs> I was losing my goddamn mind, like rocking <clears throat> in my seat like a fucking moron. I was so excited. I was like, no way. Surely not. And that thing just comes crawling around the car. I don't I don't know if I've ever been happier. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> I have to really think about it. Seeing this goddamn monstrosity chasing them down. And this movie does like a lot of little callbacks. Like a lot of them are just like text on screen if you get it you get it if not whatever and there's other callbacks where it's like why would there be a chainsaw but then the answer to that is because it's cool yeah it's an evil dead movie yeah you want to see her chainsaw that thing it, there you go yeah to anyone who said uh they weren't getting enough evil dead vibes from this evil dead movie i don't think you're watching very closely we got the we got the eyeball in someone's mouth we got uh, i'll swallow your soul we got all this thing someone complained and i thought this was a legitimate complaint i understand it uh saying that you know if you say i'll swallow your soul it should be more of a funny line than uh, a scary line and i get it i understand it but also batman doesn't have to dance anymore you know, exactly. it doesn't have to be. Things silly. can be different. Yeah. Look, we all like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> if you're listening to a podcast, you yeah. like Bruce Campbell. Yeah. I don't make the rules. We all like him. The man is 174 years old. Yeah, he has probably has a worse back than Hulk Hogan at this point. With yeah, all the shit Sam put him through. Like, <laughs> things can be different. I I think he already you said like after. Go watch the funny ones. Yeah. Leave us alone. I think he said after the TV show he was done playing that character. And I think he said that because he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think You're this is sure a Maybe he's just tired of it. Yeah. By the way, he actually cameos in this movie. I don't know if uh, anyone knows this, but at one, it's actually a, a pretty funny line. During the recording of the priest, and people are telling him, uh, no, he yells the background, destroy it. It's called the Book of the Dead for the reason. <laughs> It's just, he's not wrong. Yeah. I like how the director said, like, in his head, that's Ash Williams. And you're like, that's dumb. But you think you're like, nah, he would, he would say that. Yeah, that does he would say, definitely yeah. be like, hey, you fucking idiot. It's called the Book of the Dead. And you're like, how'd you get in the 1920s? And he'd be like, ah, uh, Portal. And you're like, yeah, okay. he drank the that potion. And he didn't I've, say the words I've, right. <laughs> I've seen these movies. That's fine. Yeah. Him saying, give me some sugar, baby, to people in the 1920s. I like that. <laughs> uh,. <laughs> You know, here's another one. This one's kind of pissing me off. A lot of people say this movie doesn't do anything that's truly disturbing. Cheese grater scene was just too softcore for you. I, I, shut up, nerds. Yeah, it's and people are like, wait, what is truly disturbing? Yeah, there might be some people I know. It's the most annoying yeah. shit on earth. Like, oh, that looked fake. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not real. Fucking, it's a yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me the scene where she pulls Staphnie out of her throat wasn't oh real? God, no dude. kidding. <laughs> Watching it the second time and realizing how painstakingly every single thing was set up earlier on. Yeah. 
it's it makes me so happy. Yeah, I'm yeah, I really am happy about that. But like uh, the thing. Like like I'm watching it again, and I was like, "Oh, the girl in the beginning, she's like meticulously messing with that one pigtail." But like, you wouldn't notice that the first watch because like she's talking. But like, I know what's coming. You're like, "Damn, they didn't even need to set that up." <laughs> yeah. if she's going to town on it. Yeah. You know, so the thing that a lot of people are complaining about, I think, basically, the subtext is they don't kill that little girl. Uh, to which I'd say, "Yeah, did you really want the little girl to be maimed?" <laughs> Why? Why follow, is that what you were question. looking for? Hey, man, are you cool? Yeah, that's a good point. Is, is everything all right? Yeah, like, did you not see the other two children get turned into Kendarian demons? Which, let me tell you, we're about halfway into the movie. Uh, demon mom murks everyone in the hallway. And I have this sober moment, which is ironic because I snuck yeah. ears in. <laughs> where I'm thinking like, all right, I'm enjoying this movie. Like, I'm not going to bullshit. Like, I'm having a great time, but... We just murdered every other character we've seen in the span of 30 seconds. What is the second half of this movie? There's no way they're going to kill any of these kids. Let me tell you, gang. Your boy loves being wrong sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I was legitimately like, what do we, how many times can the mom break in, do something gross, and then like they trap her? Like, I don't, nope. <laughs> Turns out uh, some of these kids are dead fucking meat, dude. Yeah. I did not expect it. Because you think about all the other evil deads, like, yeah, they're, like, teenagers slash early 20s and, like, out in the woods. Yeah. It's not a child. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, here's a little thing that I like. is Remember uh, the 2013 one? There was a heartwarming moment about the guy, uh, you know, or about the family, you know, about the siblings, you know, fighting for each other. I, I thought that was really nice. This movie, there's a little, you know, subtext of motherhood and uh not just assuming the responsibilities but what motherhood means you know and i like the aunt uh who's asked by the little girl uh are you going to be a mom and there's a pause and she says yes and it means a, a few things it means uh i am going to have this baby it means i am going to live to have this baby and it means i am going to be your mother and it's it's a nice little moment and i also like that they don't over explain it like i just did uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, buddy. I also appreciated that like uh, both sisters were kind of alternative but not like the same lifestyle right. because 99 other movies it's the straight lace mothers like you know I wish I could go out with rock and roll bands but I have to be responsible <laughs> for these kids like nah they, they're just both kind of you know like that it's yeah. fine Oh, we don't have to have this like we haven't spoken in so long because I have to be a mother and you just get to run around and play with guitars and be a groupie. <laughs> I was thinking a lot about how other movies would do this movie a lot worse. Oh, yeah. I was thinking a lot about how if this was one of the Conjuring movies, uh, oh. the end of the movie would have been uh, the power of family love and prayer saving the mom. And yeah. then in this movie, 30 minutes in, it's like, nah, she's in the hell. She, there's no, she ain't coming back. She is dead in hell forever. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe some of you will survive, but not all of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to think more about The fact that that's the end of the first act is like, yeah, so anyway, she's gone forever. Hope you loved her. <laughs> yeah, I also she like that she's stuck fun. outside the apartment the whole time, and they're, they're, uh, they just have to deal with it in some way, which I... It's so good. You think, ah, oh, we're going to be safe every time they Every time they peer out, she looks more haggard and fucked yeah. up. <laughs> now, I will say... If I do have a criticism of this, I guess it's kind of a minor one. I have a feeling that a lot of the actresses were not told what special effect was going to be happening, so they don't really know how to react. And the one that really got me is the 
the short-haired daughter. Uh, really should have a name for that one. Uh, she, um, <laughs> which look, I'm not going to look up. <laughs> I ain't writing down characters' names in horror movies. Right, I've yeah. come too far in life. <laughs> exactly. She, uh, at one point she starts, I think it's like bile or slime starts coming out of her eyes, and she doesn't really react to it. I, I don't think they yeah, told her what to do. I was expecting a bigger reaction there, because I would... I mean, Grant, if I was in this movie, I would have killed myself 700 yeah. times. <laughs> that, that's a big moment. As soon as you see that stuff happen, you're just like... <laughs> well, I guess it's my time. I don't know what book you opened. Oh. Also, I've been thinking about that a lot, where the whole thing in all these movies is like, why would you read the book? You know something bad's going to happen. No, I wouldn't read the book. Listen to me. Yes, you would. <laughs> you and I, everyone listening, we all grew up at the same time. You know goddamn well... You were scrolling through the internet and someone posts a link and you look at it and you see that it says live leak and you know nothing good's coming and you still fucking clicked it. Don't tell me you wouldn't open that book. Absolutely go fuck yourself. You knew it's either going to be a beheading or someone touching the fucking third rail on a train or some shit. You might have scrolled past it at first, but you went back and you clicked it and you felt real bad afterwards. Don't bullshit me. You were opening that book a hundred million percent. Go fuck yourselves. I also like the way that they found it. A lot of people say, oh, it was a deus ex machina that they found it. Shut up. Yes, it's demons. <laughs> yeah, I, I, fuck? I, I kind of I want to watch the movie, guys. You know, they got to find the book somehow. What, are they going to get it in the mail? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like, how the fuck does it make it in this rundown? Oh, that's good enough. That's fine. What, do exactly. I want this movie to be an hour 45 instead of 97? Yeah. Incorrect. <laughs> we, Incorrect. We, by the way, they, another criticism, that pizza looked disgusting. All right? If they send your look, kid out, kids out for pizza and it looks like that. Mm-mm-mm. We're just bouncing around a lot. Yeah. The biggest uh, way I can tell you this movie is a success, outside of all the disgusting gores, do you know how hard it is to make a precocious kid not the most unbearable thing on earth and to actively cheer for her survival? Mm-hmm. That little girl is so fucking cute. When the earthquake happens, they make it back upstairs. And the mom's like horrified. Like, oh my god, I can't believe you took the elevator. And she just looks at her and goes, she dropped the pizza. <laughs> just immediately selling out her sister so she's not in trouble. Like, this is the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I will say, uh, shout out to the little sister who tried her very best, sometimes even successfully, to hide her New Zealand accent. Uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, it was. It seemed like it was coming through there. I the director is from New Zealand. This is a New Zealand production, which I, I got no problem with. Uh, it's, you know, works for me. Um, I I'm glad that they that they held back on some of the gore in some places because uh, you know some of this stuff is brutal to be sure, but it's not like torture porn level. Like uh, the scene in which uh, the daughter's being held down by the mother and she's got like that whatever that fucking gun screwdriver thing is held up to her head if she had started like drilling into her eye or her skull like that that then it's just a saw movie and that's that's not as much fun as what this is which is more creative and less like uh can't escape it sort of stuff you know yeah like this is the like a crowd-pleasing bloody movie that's what i'm gonna keep going back to because it walks a very fine tightrope. Like mm-hmm. I don't think it's even nearly as bloody as the 2013 one. I agree, yeah. But there's like two or three scenes where you're like, God damn, but the rest is just a good time. Yeah. And I mean, people clearly agree because it's made back its budget like opening weekend, which is, I mean, nerds know what Evil Dead is, but yeah. who the fuck knows what Evil Dead, Evil Dead with a bunch of people you've never heard of. Yeah. Okay. 
already like doubled its budget. Yeah, good. The, the people this was supposed sword. to go straight to HBO Max. Like, boom, we've already doubled our money. We're doing great. Let's make another one, gang. Yeah, well, it's insane. It's, by the way, that this was going to go straight to streaming. That's fucking yeah. insane. Right? Exactly. Did you not screen this movie? Who would not want to see this with a group of people? Well, apparently that's exactly what happens. They screened it, and the screenings were so successful that they were like, what if we put this in theaters? And uh, they made money off it. And <laughs> what was that article that came out a while ago? I I don't remember what movie it was. I think it, it might have been the Mario movie where <laughs> like studio executives re- realized that releasing a movie uh, theater exclusive will make them more money than sending it to streaming. <laughs> It's like, how the hell did you not know that? <laughs> Let me just go and take a look here. Ah, oh, they've already announced this will be on streaming on May 9th. Well, well. good news, you guys can listen along. <laughs> yeah, I'll be But you know that. what? Give it like two, three weeks. It's going to make what it's going to make. Put that bitch on streaming. You better believe the next three times I have people over, they're watching this. Or if they've seen it, and be like, yeah, but you haven't seen 2013, and I'm putting that on. Yeah. Or Babylon. Oh. <laughs> like the opening scene alone, that scene is perfection. You know, I, I heard people complaining about. It. I was like, oh, it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. I was like, did you not watch the end? Because there's like a little it's scene. Called, <laughs> it's called a hook to get you invested. Which, by the way, it's it is a kind of funny. A horror movie. God, I'm, it's fine. It's fine. It is a little funny to think about uh, the girl being affected with deadism and then driving a car. <laughs> it's really good. yeah. I like, like that. When five minutes into the movie, like I love the fake POV shot just being a drone mm-hmm. piloted by oh, that's a great fake on the planet. Out, yeah. Like five minutes in, good deadite shit. A woman's scalp getting ripped off. That dude being murdered again. Like it's underwater. You don't even see it, but like you know it's gnarly. Then her body rising out of the water as the title card comes up over the mountains. Mm-hmm. Skip, skip. You want to yeah. talk about shedding a single tear and be like, "Boys, we're back. We finally made it." I, I do like the, the way that you put it. Here it, it shut up everyone else in the theater, you know? Yeah. That's that is a what, good are you gonna sign. start are you gonna start with her taking the piss test in the bathroom? Like, I don't care. Yeah, no. that would be awesome. This is like, hey, you got your food? Hey, check this shit out. And she just fucking yeets her scalp off like a lawnmower. Like that got everyone's attention. It worked. And then, you know, we spend like ten, maybe fifteen minutes getting another family, and then it becomes a living nightmare until the end credits roll. That's perfect. Yeah. That's all you want. That's all you need. You can make this every three years. Pick a random group of people. And, like, I'm in. I'm in every time. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't I be? Now, here's a problem with the movie that's unforgivable. The IMDb trivia section is fucking worthless. <laughs> I I was going through it. was like, yeah, the lion, I'll swallow your soul, is a reference to the second Evil Dead movie. I'm like, oh, word? Come on. They're alerts. like, if you notice some subtle references to The Shining, I'm like, yeah, I, I got it, man. <laughs> yes, I did hear them say Dead by Dawn. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> WrestleManiac69. Appreciate it. <laughs> WrestleManiac69. I did find this helpful. <laughs> it's like, all that stuff in there is like, come on, everyone knows this. Like, when the elevator opens with all the blood in there, it's like, yeah, I, I got it. By the way, that actress looked really good with all the blood on her. It sounds fucked up to say. Anyway, no lie, uh, the, was stated. no lie was stated. The I really like the sh- the uh, the chainsaw to the skull. I thought that was uh, really good. I and the whole like getting the getting the the little girl to turn on the woodchopper that that was great. It was like it makes her feel involved. You got to give kids a project. Like the only thing you could say is a little much is when she says "come get some." You're like, no. I I, also, I, I don't like care because this. 
Because the coolest thing that's ever happened is happening in front of me. So I'm not yeah, exactly. I had it. I had no problem with that at all. I I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, this is my fight song. <laughs> Honestly, take back my life song. <laughs> I just remember getting home from watching it, riding a an emotional high I haven't had from a movie in a very long time, <laughs> and it's like you know just reading a bunch of shit about it. And as soon as I saw that the mother character based her performance off Jim Carrey in the mask, I, just, I think I literally yelled out like, fuck, that's it. <laughs> this is perfect. I, I, I told you, I was really reminded of Jim Carrey in The Cable Guy. Because specifically, if you remember that scene where like Jim Carrey's wearing all the, the makeup? He says, I just want to hang out. No big deal. <laughs> His fucking dream where he keeps yeah. cartwheeling towards the door. <laughs> I can't believe people said the cable guy was too dark. Are you kidding me? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, even as a kid, that movie fucking rules. Yeah, that movie's really. How do you not get it? And of course, it's the all time greatest cameo from Kyle Gass. <laughs> Putting it down and reading that book. I think about that a lot, especially when prepping for this show. Exactly. It's like, all right, well, 27 more from the list here. <laughs> Look at him, book. Oh, and Dracula's daughter, he just click. Yeah. <laughs> open a, open Aesop's Fables. Just, oh, Aesop's Fables. You like that? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, like I, I appreciate that there's like an attempt like off camera to tie stuff together because the director's like, Yeah, I mean technically in Army of Darkness there's three books, so like that's oh, one book. Hey, and the twenty thirteen one is yeah, a book, right. and then this is the other book. Yeah. It's like that makes sense, but also I don't need it. Yeah, doesn't have to be. Yeah, because if someone asks, like, "Hey, why does the book look different? Why does it have teeth now?" The answer is the same. Shut up. Don't care. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. It has teeth because it looks cool. The I, the one that bites him in Army of Darkness. I like the line. Get back to you. It's <laughs> a good bit. Yeah, I guess That's there the are no more Three Stooges moments in Evil Dead, but also Batman doesn't dance anymore. Exactly. It's fine. Remember the Sam Raimi's also not directing it, yeah. so it's okay. Yeah, he only. No, I want a produced. different director to do the things I like from the other guys. Cool. You are everything wrong with why I haven't watched The Mandalorian yet. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of gets me. Is that everyone wants these movies to follow a specific formula, and I, I don't think that's necessary. That's why people complain about you know Halloween three. It doesn't have Michael Myers, and like yeah, but it's better than the ones that do. You know. I, I what if there was way. a book and then there was a lot of blood afterwards? There. Write me 80 pages. Yeah. That's all I need. I don't need it to be connected. It could be a different book every goddamn time. I don't care. This exactly. doesn't have to make sense. I like the idea... Continuity isn't real. Yeah. None of this matters. I like the idea I don't of need Bruce Campbell movies. to show up and be like, wow, what the hell happened here? I don't <laughs> care. It's fine. Can you imagine Let how lame that would have been? I actually, I think that probably would have made the movie worse. if Because I, I was a little nervous about that. I Because I remember, I think after the end of Evil Dead 2013, after the credits, there's uh, an Ash Williams cameo or something like that. He says, groovy. So Thank you. Weird. Uh, yeah. See, who is that for? Yeah, I the, the fans, people. the people in that documentary. Yeah, the people in the documentary. <laughs> I want to clarify again. When we say the Evil Dead documentary, we mean the Evil Dead fans documentary, the one that no one should ever watch, because the documentaries about the making of Evil Dead One, Two, and Three 
are all absolutely worth watching. Those are, that's stuff I revisit all the time. And you should watch them. You should listen to the commentaries for like, uh, here's how we did this. Here's how we did that. Realize that people suffered for these movies. They, They had to go through a lot of really hard times. It was very, very difficult for them. They were in deep financial straits. At some point, they were literally begging people for money in order to finish the movie. But they had a vision and they executed it perfectly. And there was nothing else like it at the time. And I can tell you this from watching uh, the contemporary movies on the list. This was better than the other ones. And uh, this is better than a lot of other horror movies. I do like the people who are saying, yeah, horror is back. It never went anywhere. It's been here the whole time. Horror's been back for like a decade. Yeah, exactly. Every horror movie makes money. Exactly. I think there's so many of them. By the way, they said nothing truly disturbing in this one. <laughs> I like the idea. It was like, you get to see Evil Dead the first time, then your friend's like, hey, can we audible? Can we watch Bo is Afraid? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would have been a... Uh... Yeah, I have plans. Sorry. <laughs> that I movie will watch is... that at home, if at all. <laughs> that movie is controversial. That movie is... It seems like a real love it or despise it movie. I had zero interest in seeing it until those reviews came out. I was like, oh, well, fuck these people. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I I might be uh, one of the ones who tries to see it. I uh, don't got much going on here. I don't have much time left for this. Yeah, one. life is so yeah. precious. Yeah. You better <laughs> spend three hours <laughs> at Boa's. <laughs> they use Dad Rock in the trailer. I can't ignore it. I'm drawn to it like a moth to the flame. <laughs> I'm thinking of like the, the two moths from like... Uh, uh, a bug's life, except they're playing fucking like thin Lizzie during the trial. I can't help it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, this looks like dog shit. Yeah, is that Credence? Hang on a second. <laughs> Two for me, please. I don't want anyone taking the seat next to me. <laughs> like, oh man, they're playing the Doobie Brothers. Finally, music is back. <laughs> Horror is back, and music is back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally, art. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joyce, from next week's episode, Evil Dead Rise. <laughs> if they had shown you the trailer for Insidious 5, but they played Black oh. Betty over it, you'd be like, I think they're going to turn the franchise around. <laughs> that might actually get me. <laughs> that might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Patrick Wilson's got a lot to say in this movie. <laughs> I hope they open the red door. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, if they did do this, like, the fucking conjuring thing, and they go back to, you know, castle conjuring you know their little safe zone at the end and they put the chainsaw in behind the glass or they they have like the the book of the dead it has like a little notepad that says please don't open i'm gonna tell you right now this episode would be two times longer yeah i would apologize to everyone i made fun of for being mad about star wars for the last like, five years <laughs> the betrayal would have been yeah unbearable to take. <laughs> i'm sorry for everyone that says it ruined your childhood i understand now mm-hmm <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Yeah. You're all freaks. But, you know, I, one final thing before we close on this is if you don't like Evil Dead Rise, more or less I understand it. I, I get it. If it wasn't what you were looking for going in, yeah, I, I get you. I understand that there is something that some people have come to expect from Evil Dead, but I, I cannot go uh, into this recording without admitting the truth, and the truth is I had a very good time. I watched this, and... My expectations weren't exactly high for it, but what I got was, it was compelling. I I wanted to see what was going to happen with these characters. I wanted to see what they were going to say or do next. And I was always interested. I I really wasn't ever bored by this movie. And uh, I think that's a good thing. And it's important to admit that. 
Yeah, I mean, these movies aren't for everyone. Yeah. But if your criticism is, ah, shit, it wasn't really gnarly enough for me. I uh, don't like talk you. to a therapist. We are friends. You're a fucking freak, <laughs> and uh, we're never gonna get along. I saw. Sorry. Yeah, seriously, there is someone if who you complained. Can't sit there. Sorry. No, sorry. There was someone who complained about the cheese grater scene. They said it wasn't gory enough. I am so glad I am not part of the yeah. horror community. <laughs> I don't. I'm a huge autismo when it comes to like behaving at movies. I yelled. God damn. As soon as as it got kicked back and the deadite grabbed the cheese grater, I involuntarily yelled at the screen, hoping it would not happen. Did you throw your cowboy hat in the air? (laughs) It's like a graduation. (laughs) There's a bunch of 10-gallon hats flying. Everyone's shooting their six shooters. Well, Texas, so 117 shooters. (laughs) Hang on a second. (laughs) Oh, yes. I, uh, yeah, Evil Dead Rise, our verdict. Good! Uh, hey, check this out. Yeah. Uh, by the time this episode's out, it'll already be on HBO. Check it out. Sorry. It's real good. Uh, what should we do Watch for... It. I mean, it's like two weeks away. It's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have two weeks of audio to send you. It's not right, yeah, that. that's a good point. <laughs> uh, all right, what should we do next here? That is a very good question. I don't have an answer to. Uh, Which Kevin Smith movie you went to next week? Oh, are we going to do Clerks 1? I guess we should probably do Clerks 1. You know yeah, fuck you. Let's just do Clerks. Or do you want to... Is there another... Did you want to do Jay and Silent I mean, Bob's w- animated movie starring Cockknocker? I would rather open the fucking book. <laughs> I'd rather play that record. <laughs> oh, my God. I just... Now we're just at the moment where we have to stop because I'm just going to keep saying remember that scene. Yeah. When the sister is listening to the thing and you just see her crawl out of the grate blurry in the background. That was I, good, yeah. I wanted to weep. I was so happy. Yeah. I, by the way, I, I also liked I when he movies, he, he tied her up and he had like the belts and everything. So yeah, I, you know, thought we should tie her up. Uh, I I do like that the the mom didn't like ruin the whole scene with like a Marvel humor moment by saying, "Good thinking," you know. It was like, "Hey, let's keep the no, tension the way it ought to be." To see the reflection show up in the window and you're like, "Movies are back, mm-hmm. guys. Horror is back. <laughs> Music is back." <laughs> What if that kid was spinning some fucking credence? <laughs> I love that this kid's a shitty little DJ just so it's like, well, why else would he have a turntable? By the <laughs> way, you go. talk about humiliating to, to have your sister walk in on you when you're going like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather get walked in on doing several other things than jamming out like that. I'd rather be jacking up facing her than doing that. <laughs> <laughs> to be spinning in a chair, little sauce spin on Jeff. Episode's a little, episode's a little short because it will literally devolve into. And the next thing this happens, that's pretty fucking sick, right? What? Uh, that's my review of the movie. Is just going, yeah, that was pretty sick. Like start to finish, I liked this scene a lot. I thought this was cool. There's not a lot of meat on the bone, like. There aren't a ton of surprises other than the kids dying horribly. <laughs> but, like, like they set the book down with the teeth, and you're like, okay, clearly, like, he's going to try and open it, he's going to get cut, and then blood's going to get on it, it's going to open. Yeah. But then it happens, and you're like, fuck yeah. Good. Those That's are good illustrations, too. Those are really interesting. Yeah. And, of course, creature feature at the end. Uh, Girl Alex put it very well by saying it looked like the poster for the human centipede. I'm glad she said that, and in, and she didn't say it looked like the human centipede because it certainly didn't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, but yeah, it, you know that's a good comparison to the poster. It really does look like that. It's like there are times for a movie to subvert expectations. 
that time is not when there's a book made with human flesh with teeth on it. I want someone to try and open it. I want it to cut them. I want them to bleed. I want the book to eat the blood and then open to a scary page. I don't ask for much. Yeah. Don't try and get fucking cute with it, okay? You can take that shit back to A24. Yeah. I don't need I don't need your post-text read-on fucking feminism. I don't care. I want her to have an Earth Day shirt and then eat glass. That's that's yeah. our talk about <laughs> politics. All right. Uh, next week's episode, Yoga Hosers. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, all right. So we're not doing Yoga Hosers. We're not doing Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. Uh, I guess we're doing I, clerks. God yeah, we're doing clerks. I'm not doing either. Of them. <laughs> I'd rather read the book. Oh man, can we rename this podcast to no- Notorum Retardo? <laughs> Is that one of the characters from the from which one? No, yoga hosers. No, the book's the Notorum Demonto. Oh so right, yeah, Notorum. We're gonna be the book of the retards. Do you do you do you want? <laughs> do you want do you want me to change my Discord name to that? I guess I get rid of Girtha shit. <laughs> oh man, hey Parker, in yoga. Go ahead. No, go okay. ahead. I want to hear that. Okay, Parker, in yoga hosers. Uh, they have uh, Kevin Conroy who played Batman in the cartoon. He plays that sucks. I don't want to know. He that. plays that makes me sad. He plays Canadian Bat, comma space man with an exclamation mark at the end. Also, Stan Lee's in it. Wow, how'd they get him? <laughs> Fuck, I'm gonna have to watch this one day, huh? <laughs> I think I'd rather watch Yoga Hosers than Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie. You know, we don't have to watch either. You had cancer. You don't have to do that. You can literally pull that card whenever and be like, I don't know, man, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel that told me uh, I'm not watching Kevin Smith and Johnny Depp's daughters talk for 90 minutes. Tara Strong as Cockknocker and Small Fry the Science Guy. When she was born. <laughs> the, I have to admit, like most of the other... Um, Movies in uh, Kevin Smith's filmography are is stuff I kind of already talked about. Like, I talked about Mallrats, I talked about Chasing Amy, I talked about Dogma, I uh, talked about Red State. I've, I think I've talked about Cop Out, or my experience with Cop Out a number of times. And I think I mentioned... So it's Kevin Smith, uh, he won't shut up about yeah. it. Yeah, and I think I may have mentioned at some point Jersey Girl. Uh, I'm wondering if I should... Uh, Nah. Jersey Girl is probably low key better than half of his movies yeah. at this point. I, I do remember a lot. I like sank his career, but it's probably way better than anything he's made in the last fifteen years. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Jay I don't and Silent hope Bob to find out. So it's not really in the, you know, the viewersque universe. Oh, uh, you're chasing Amy. What? Oh god, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Zach and Mary make porno. I forgot that was him. I cannot tell you a second of that movie. I, I know I watched it. Oh, this doesn't look like something I want to see. Oh, good. Yo, what if he bled on the book and he opened it up and it was Blunt Man and Crime? It's just inside the quick stop. One of these fucking morons brings the book in there. Can you imagine how disappointed you'd be if you t- you're like, all right, another uh, Evil Dead movie? It says a viewers universe production. <laughs> you'd be like a wolf caught in a bear trap, chewing your own arm off to get out of there. Because <laughs> you know it would just be references out the fucking wazoo. <laughs> it would drive you insane. Oh, 
Oh my god, he would get he would turn into a dead eye and his last words would be, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And then he would turn into a fucking demon and I would kill myself <laughs> in front of God and everyone. You know what, you're oh, right, life is precious. We shouldn't yeah. waste it on these things. <laughs> oh, I'm not watching Zack and Mary make oh, this looks No, bad. why would you? Yeah. Alright. Well right, uh Jay and Silent Bob reboots. I No, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Alright, we should uh I've... I've caught myself in a bear trap of the V whiskey universe <laughs> and the Evil Dead, and it's it is mind poison. I hate this. <laughs> and that's the tea, sis.